Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. For me, I don't like having unread emails, period. Mm, okay. So uh, if it's unread, I mean, I'm just saving it for later. But I've seen it. Okay. You know, some people got like 15,000. There are people that have 15,000. How many you got? In my Gmail, I probably got like 2,000. Yeah. It's all spam. So it's not yeah. necessarily like emails that I need to respond to. It's spam. I deleted it. Yeah. spam. Like, I, I, got, I have three email accounts that I use actively. I shouldn't call it spam. It's all the promotional stuff. That you signed up for? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I bought this, oh, I bought this mm-hmm. online. Old Navy. Right. Now I get an email every day. Mm-hmm. So I go through and unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. I'm weird. It's not that the weird. Army, the Army messed me up. Why? Oh, it's conspiracy? Yeah, not just to be attention to detail at all times and checking stuff at all times. Oh, that's not, that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it can be. Mm. Be a little like, um, can, does it bring anxiety? Mm. I want to say that. Mm. So, is that, would you consider that enhancing the new or is that embracing the old? Both. Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Thorpe, and I am here with our Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen, senior pastor and ex-former military. Yeah. And my forever co-host, because you don't want nobody else on here. It's crazy. I'm just kidding. Cap. <laughs> she capping. I don't know why he keep calling himself a co- like a guest. Because you're a co-host. I never said that. You the one gave in, has given out the titles. I never given any type of title. We can run it back. No. You said you were my forever guest. That's, no, that's I never said it, that. You said that. No, I said co-host, and then you said forever guest. Where's the ref, Where's the red flag? Uh, yeah. The, we, the replay we button. We need the replay. We need the replay. We need the replay. While, while our viewers are going back and listening and trying to find it. Uh, we are in we're in the new year mm-hmm. we are talking about the the theme of the year which is enhancing the whole the old and embracing the new and this sermon title is God is doing something new and we are in Isaiah 43 18 through 19 and Isaiah is one of the largest one of the bigger books mm-hmm. in the Bible how many chapters 66 just like the number of books in the Bible oh my gosh it's, it's considered the Bible within the Bible Interesting. Yeah. Does it have all the same things? Um, some similarities. Um, but no, I don't think not the same things, but it also you know, speaks of the coming of Christ. Okay. Um, and things like that. And so it's um yeah, considered the Bible within, so, within the Bible. So if I just read Isaiah, I'm good? No. Um You need the whole canon. Oh, the whole canon? Yeah. <laughs> the holy writ. <laughs> you need all of it. <laughs> Okay, all right, We so we're in Isaiah. Uh, what is happening here? We're at chapter 43. There's a lot that has happened before this. There's more to come because of 66 books. So what what is happening in Isaiah at this time uh, in history? Yeah, so the, the people, they, they've been in exile, and, um, and God is telling them that they're coming back home. 
Mm-hmm. And as they're coming back home, he's telling them, um, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Mm-hmm. Behold, I am doing a new thing. And now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So he was just informing them, hey, um, same God, new stuff. Right? He's same God. He said, they know them. So the, the children of Israel was in this constant cycle, I think, that we find ourselves in even today. Um, they were in this cycle where um, they needed God. Mm-hmm. They praised and worshiped God. God delivers them. Um, they go against God. God allows them to be in exile. They call on God. God comes to their rescue. They worship God and mm-hmm. praise God. Mm-hmm. Things go well. Then they turn away from God. Mm-hmm. God allows them mm-hmm. to be captured or in exile or oppressed. And then they cry out to God. Sound like us. Mm. Um, when things are going well is as if we don't need God when things are going haywire or things are going crazy we cry out to God Mm -hmm. and we tell God if you get me out of this I'll never do it again I don't know we I can't speak for we let me say me I've done it and I've also returned to the place I said I'll never return to Mm -hmm. but however God still shows enough grace and deliver me even in moments when I didn't deserve deliverance. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's what's the trend. That's the constant cycle of the people. And now God is telling them, don't remember, let go of the things of the past. Um, but I'm about to do something new in your mm. lives. And so that's what he was telling them. Mm. That's a pretty, I'm sure at this point, God was tired. Maybe God doesn't get tired. I don't know. But if you keep, delivering people and they keep going through the same cycles around and around over and over (coughs) like i mean god has infinite patience but i as humans like we would have been like you you hear the stories about people okay i'll say like i had a teammate who her and her college boyfriend at the time they would get together things are going well something would upset them on the rocks break up come back through the cycle all over again and we would try to be tell her that's not it like let that go but she would just go back mm-hmm. so then after a while you don't say anything right but god still says something that's grace that that is not just grace that's amazing grace mm-hmm. that that we serve a god who does not need us but if we ask for forgiveness, he cannot deny us or not. He will not deny us. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's, that's I think that's that's a perfect reason to be a part of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, that we don't have to try to get to God because God has already come to us. Mm-hmm. Right. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they sin. And when they sin, they hide. They think they or they say they're naked. And so. Um, God calls it a goat, but mm-hmm. the Bible said, and the Lord came to them. He went looking for them. 
He didn't make them do something to come to him. Mm -hmm. He came looking for them in the garden. We see that in um, John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, at least verse 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then in verse 14 it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm -hmm. Which means God came down. Mm -hmm. He didn't try to make us to get to where he was. He came to where we were mm -hmm. in order for us to receive the grace that he was attempting to give to mm -hmm. us. So mm -hmm. that's that's remarkable that that grace in which God gives us. And we, we see it constantly. If you read through the Old Testament, you will see that trend all through the history books of how Israel, Judah, serve God, turn away from God, go back to God, and God accept them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so having that knowledge uh, as an Israelite, right? Thinking, thinking about that, and then getting into your first point about uh, don't live in frozen success, referencing verse eighteen, that says, "Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old." It it is referencing living in the past, correct? Yeah. But more so, I'm interested in it as as we get further into the into your notes here. Is living in the past about expecting or not working for it? Because the reference you give is all of the things that happened to the Israelites during those 40 years. Praying from the hand of Pharaoh, separating the waters, uh, having quill fall from the sky, water from a rock, miracles, all these things. So is it they're living in the past waiting like, well, God did it, so he'll do it again. I'll just wait for it. Or are you implying we still need to work for it? Yeah, we still must work for it. I think we got to work for anything. Um, and I think oftentimes uh, when we look at this um, living in frozen success, it would suggest that we think we can achieve things based off what happened in the past. Say that again? We think we can achieve, let me say, let's say it this way, we think we can achieve new things based off what happened in the past. But there was a new, there was an, uh, a different culture, there was a different time, there was a different era. Um, and sometimes if we don't change, um, we, we, we will miss the newness God has in front of us. It's a clip that I, I received from um, going to black church leadership through um, Lifeway uh, with um, Dr. Mark Croston. He gives us a clip talking about this church. Uh, it was booming, uh, had a lot of members. It was a large church in the community. However, over time, the community began to change. Mm -hmm. The church remained the same. Mm -hmm. It was a, a grocery store that continued to change with the community. Um, they started to have um, non-English speaking people mm -hmm. come, and so they brought on people that could translate what the community members were speaking. Um, they brought in more electronics to the grocery store. Um, they brought in new ways or new types of food to the grocery store, but the church continued to give the same stuff. Mm. Even at one point it was booming, um, they continued to live off the frozen success of the past. Mm. Mm. 
when we did it this way last time, it worked. You feel what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and, and then the clip continues to go on and show how the grocery store booms and continues to go up with the changing of the community, but the church declines to such a place where the church had to close its doors. Hmm. Because it was unwilling to change with the culture that was surrounding the church. And so I don't want this church, Mount Zion, to be caught up on the frozen success of the mighty things that God has done for us already. And I always want us to be in a position where we're looking forward um, to achieve greater and better, even when we have great things going on right now. Yeah. And, and the time for change is when things are going well. The time for change is when things are going well. Not when things decline. That don't make no sense. It does, because it's harder. It does. <laughs> well, it's, it's harder um, to get back up the hill than it is to continue to climb the hill. Because we can be going well, and then all of a sudden it begins to go down. So now what we have to do is try to figure out how do we go back up. Rather than while we're going up, we try to figure out this is going well now, but how can we adjust it to ensure that it's continued to go that way? Like we try to do with worship planning. Mm -hmm. um, during COVID, we changed. We was changing mm -hmm. worship all the time because we wanted to make sure it fit the structure mm -hmm. of our audience that was not in the building. And how are we catering to people who we cannot see? Mm -hmm. And so we were meeting and we were all going to change this, put this here, let's go here. And now, and now we have something set. Yet and still, I think we might need to change something now just to um, not be so comfortable mm -hmm. with where we are. So if, um, if there's going to be a change, I think it needs to happen when things are going well, not when things are going bad. Because when things go bad, when things go wrong, attitudes change. Trust change. <laughs> mm. And people don't want to follow no adjustments that are being made when what you had in place already is not working now. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? And so that's the goal. Is if we're going to change anything, let's make sure we evaluate and looking at how we're doing things and not just saying, well, in the past we did this. People came because of this. They mm -hmm. came for, because of that. Yes, let's implement those things, but let's look at new ways because we're now we're preaching and teaching to a totally different culture than we were in the 90s. Mm -hmm. In the 2000s. Mm -hmm. In the 2010s. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different culture. And COVID changed a lot for us. Where so many people are comfortable with just staying at home. Mm -hmm. So how do we engage them? Yeah. And not just be satisfied with the number of views we have on our videos. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that, that's what I'm saying. Don't you know. We have a lot of successes as a church, as Mount Zion Baptist Church. We celebrating 113 years this year. We have a lot of successes. And what I was trying to say and really help with this presentation, I mean, it's not presentation, this sermon, this sermonic presentation. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> what I was really trying to explain is that we can't, um, we just can't be satisfied. Yeah. And, and that's what God was telling them. Um, don't remember the thing, the former things. And, and we don't have the ability to delete totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, no um, on our computers, we can delete stuff, but somebody can go in and find it. These memory. 
but we have memories, right? That we, you know, people, some people, God is the only one that can forgive and forget. We weren't created with the ability to forget. And since, um, and since we remember things, I am assuming, based on my interpretation of this particular text, using my hermeneutic lens, I am suggesting that God is saying, um, let go of what you thought I was. And don't just be, don't just settle for what I did in the past because I can do even better than what I did back then. Yes, but that's hard. Cause if okay, I'm the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. But now I'm hearing I will do something different. That sounds contradictory to me. It's not. Okay. Um. <laughs> you said it sounds. And I said it's not. I'm affirming. I'm okay. affirming that it is not. And I, and I say this because. Um, the way you see God now is different from where you saw God when you were as a teenager. True. Why? Experiences, mm-hmm. knowledge, mm-hmm. wisdom, understanding. Mm-hmm. Your mental has changed since you've been in relationship with God of who God is and the capabilities in which God has. Mm-hmm. So don't limit God to that teenager God you knew. It's not God's changing, it's us coming to comprehend God in a different form than what we've, mm-hmm. what we've seen before. You should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, okay. You got me on the road today. I feel, I feel real good right now. Good, good. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear what else you have to share. Okay, so we're out of this frozen success. We have, we are looking at what god can do more for us mm-hmm. uh, but we got to be open to that which goes into like faith in our future because as verse 19 uh starts with behold which means to watch yeah. and to be on alert uh i think uh not i think i feel that we don't always look for god we don't always see god or we expect god to look a certain way and to be a certain way right, right? Excuse me. God shows up in this specific job that I want. God is God brings my person to me because there's a new guy at church or new woman at church. Like um, we want God to show up very specifically, and I think that's uh, it's almost like a test, which we're not supposed to test God. We can ask him questions, but don't test him. I had to learn that one. Not had to. I wanted to learn that one because I was like this. I was like, there's too much nuance and difference in the world. Like, I got to be able to ask God questions. Yeah, you can. Um, so anyway, so back to what I was uh, talking about. Uh, I use, I can't find my list anymore, but I used to keep a list of, uh, like, blessings and obedience uh, that God was doing. And it was just, like, I'd be sitting, and then in a the moment, I'd be like, oh, this is God. Like, something would happen, and I would just be like, Yep, this is God. Like this is this is great, um, and just really like leaning into it. Like I had that moment today at work. Uh, we were like running an activity, and I was asked for my input. Then I got executed, and I was like, 
that was God. Right. Just like real, like just mm-hmm. real casual. Um, and it doesn't. And again, it's nothing major. Yeah. It's nothing like. It's not like someone walked in and handed me a suitcase of two hundred million thousand dollars. Two hundred million thousand. Yeah. Amen. We need that. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> I think. Um, I think I said this before, but our family every morning, um, as I drive the kids to school, I call um, Tara and Tara call Alex and Alex call Richard, and all of us get on the phone and we pray together mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and. Tara has a consistent prayer, and her prayer is, let us see God today. Mm. That is her consistent prayer every time. Let us see God some way, some shape, some form in what we're doing. And I think that intentionality of, like you saying, looking for God, right? Mm -hmm. Looking for God and how he's working in our lives and how he's changing it. Um, Last week, Bible study... I did not want to be here. I love the honesty. <laughs> for real, I was tired. I was like tired, like for real. Because yeah, like, you'll be working out at five o'clock in the morning. That is true. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know. Last crazy. week was just tough. It was like I was like, yo, I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was like rejuvenated during the Bible study, mm. and I knew that was God just giving me the strength in that moment. Um, and I think I put up a post this week like go when you're tired mm. go um, when you're confused go when you're misunderstood right because we live in a culture now where people say yo I gotta protect my peace yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we, we live in a culture now where, where it's so easy to quit mm-hmm. and people give up and um, and it would culture that not I don't know if I grew up in what what I observed as people just just go and sometimes it's difficult sometimes it's hard sometimes it's challenging um, but it's rewarding once you get through the end but if you quit you'll never know what happened at the end yeah that's true and so back to this text. oh yeah to the text <laughs> when it talks about having faith in the future. Um, God said, he says, I will do, right? He says, I will do. And the I will from God is, I think it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee? Guarantee. When he says, I will, I know that for sure. That will happen. Hmm. Right? He says, I will do a new thing. And then it says, this is where you need the faith. Um, it'll spring forth and you won't know it. Shall you not know it? Again, we should be watching, looking for God and I think in the in the sermon and uh, say we often trying to find um, assuming that God's going to show up in ways in which we're familiar with mm-hmm. and if we're not looking for God we would miss God when he shows up yeah you feel what I mean yeah and um, and that's one thing I never want to miss God <laughs> um, and 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 so that's why you got to have faith in your future and knowing that God is the one who secures it for you. Yeah. Um, go back and watch the sermon. If you haven't, it's right before this episode or go on YouTube. But Pastor gives a great illustration about what it means when we are expecting God to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. But he comes in other ways that we were not anticipating. And that gets to 
what the, what this current conversation is about. So I don't want to go into it, but go back, check it out because it, it it's, it's very good. You be good with your stories. Oh, it's not a old. shoulder. It's <laughs> slight work. <laughs> shoulder shrug. Slight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gotta find stuff that um that make it more uh, applicable and people can understand it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Do you do good on it? Um, then third point. Uh, you talk. Your third point focuses on making a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Yeah. So um, it says uh, the text talks about even, which means like in addition to what I am doing. Mm-hmm. So God's already going to show up and do this great mm-hmm. thing, right. this new thing. And he's also going to create a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Why do you think he uses such, um, I don't know, I don't want to say unfathomable, but almost, yeah. Like, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm going to make something happen that wouldn't typically be here. But like, why does he go so extreme in his in his example? Well, he's able. That's okay, awesome. Sir, I keep asking you, you keep giving me this one word. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's the one, he's able. If, if we can believe that God can create the heavens and the earth, mm-hmm. truly he can make a way in the wilderness and the river and deserts. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes when God, these extravagant, Things like Jesus and his way of telling parables, they were often to the max, to the extreme mm-hmm. of things. Uh, the Good Samaritan, a priest, is is beaten, left on the side of the road. A priest mm-hmm. walks past. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a Levite walks past him. So, uh, so was a Levite? A Levite. How would you identify a Levite? As uh, a worship leader. Okay. Uh, praise team leader. Okay. Um, something like that or keep order of the church mm-hmm. walks past and then a Samaritan sees a Jew which is similar to white and black people doing segregation Okay, right and it is as that is um, two forces that did not belong together mm-hmm. nor would they ever help or assist each other to do anything it was suggested that if Jews walked through Samaria before they stepped back on Israel's soil, they would knock the dust off their shoes. <laughs> so they wow. would take the dirt over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So that's the extreme that Jesus goes to with this parable. Um, I think this in this speech, this metaphor talking, which um, Isaiah gives that God the symbolism he gives to them is telling them whatever you think I can do I can do greater than that mm. because um, away in the wilderness rivers and deserts something that we don't see right Right, because if you go to the woods let's say we use the woods as the wilderness or we use the projects as the wilderness um, let's use the woods. <laughs> go to the woods. There are no direction signs. Mm-hmm. There is um, now. There's some design trails or paths or some things like that. But they're they're in like national forests or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing there. But God says, "I'm gonna put a way there." Mm-hmm. And then He says, "I'm gonna make water in desert. So in dry places and dead places, 
I'm gonna produce life. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then what I really like about this is God does not change the location. Yes. I that <laughs> was that was here in my notes. And I was like, get what mm. Lord, I'm not trying to put new wine in no wineskins. I need, I need a new location. Where you want me to move to, Lord? Yes. He doesn't change the location here. He says, I'm going to do great things right where you are right now. Yes. That's powerful to me. That's that powerful to you? Because we often think we got to leave to get something greater. We got to go to a new place to get something new. We, gotta, we have to get... Uh, a new job to experience something new. God says, in some instances, not all, in some, I can make you great right where you are. Some. I think what happens with that is, uh, well, you haven't yet. <laughs> or, yeah, like yeah. I've, I've been here, however. Uh, Pick your city. Somebody's in there been like, I've been here mm-hmm. my whole life and there's nothing here for me. So I need to be somewhere else. Okay. I'm going to Atlanta. And that discernment, you must have the discernment between you and God. But God is within me, so. What you mean? So let him speak to you. Let him lead you. And if he's telling you to stay, that means he's able to keep you where you are. But if he's telling you to leave, okay, then that's the next move. Mm-hmm. And so that's that discernment that we talk about when we um, commit to spiritual disciplines of prayer and fasting and Bible study, uh, giving uh, and service and patience. If we commit to those things, then we'll be able to hear the voice of God clearly to either tell us to stay or go. And wherever we are, we'll be satisfied because we'll understand that we are in the will of God. And that's why the intentionality of the relationship with the Christian is so important Mm -hmm. because we think we're missing God or God is not listening to us, but we have not committed ourselves ourselves to the way in the word of God that we may not be conformed to this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Oftentimes you don't need a new location. You need a new mind. Yes, sir. (laughs) You hear what I'm saying? Because when, you, when our minds are changed, the Bible says then we're able to prove the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. And wherever wherever we are, if we're in the will of God, we're in the safest place. Mm-hmm. And so when those moments come, when I think, this I know, when those moments of uncertainty come, when those moments it feel as if God is not talking back to us, those are the moments in which we really have to evaluate our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. All right. So whenever whenever I have a couple that come talk to me and they're considering divorce or continue leaving, um, number one thing I tell them to do first, evaluate you. Mm-hmm. Be, be, before you before you commit um, this um, leaving of separating of the two, what are your actions? Yeah. What have you done? Because oftentimes you just want to point out what the other person has done. Mm. Let's look at you first. And and I think I put this post up before too. When things started to go wrong, I started looking at me. Mm. Because I need to know, I need to figure out, is this because of something I've been lacking? Or is it just because of something God just put in my life? Mm. 
You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's, that evaluation of me happens first before I pursue anything else. What am I doing? Have I been praying? Have I been intentional? Have I been worshiping? Have I been giving? Have I been committing to service? Uh, have I been committed to these spiritual disciplines in a way that I can be, that I know that I'm close to God mm-hmm. and I can hear the voice of God? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's a good practice. Yeah. So I think, because it definitely takes that um, self-reflection. Even being in relationship with God, that's a covenant. So as you were speaking, I was thinking about how we take the moment before communion to examine ourselves mm-hmm. before you know, we uh, we renew that covenant. Um, so yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good segue to the end. Amen. <laughs> uh, any more pastoral points for the people? Yo, just for MTZ, um, as a church, um, or anyone listening within your church, if you commit to being the best you that you could be, you'll make the whole church better. I'll say that one more time. If every individual commit to being the best person that they can be, the best Christian that they can be, they'll make the whole church better. Because our lives um, separate enhances us when we come together corporately. Amen. And so I think the intentionality of that, of enhancing um, the old and embracing the new, we must be able to do those types of things because we're living in a culture that is constantly changing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the past, 90s, you know, when I grew up, 90s, 2000, things was changing slowly, but now things are changing constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that even AI can't keep up, you know, or we can't keep up with AI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, things just constantly change so we must be intentional in our work what we're doing to ensure um, that we are being the best christians god has called us to be and when when those changes occur when culture is changing we'll be better um capable um to go with the change and not buck against it cool well thank you all for joining us today uh continue to check back for more videos and more podcasts check us out mtzlife.com on well web as well as uh, youtube and facebook and until then stay marvelous fabulous and blessed peace peace